This is the Mark Stucheski Podcast. Donna Fuller is in the house. Hey, Donna. Hey, I'm Mark. How are you? I'm doing awesome. And uh, I know you. So this is, uh, I'm kind of cheating here because I know you. <laughs> we used to be involved in the uh, Houston chapter of the National Speakers Association. And um, so we've known each other for, I don't know, how long would you say we've known each other? I was thinking about that today. I, I mean, more than more than eight years, I would say. Wow. I don't know. Maybe 10. Wow. That goes way back. Well, yeah. before we get into talking to Donna, we're going to talk about finding the job that you are, you know, we're going through this COVID thing, but Donna's got some ideas for you. Before we get started, who am I? I'm Mark Stuchowski, also known as MrProductivity.com. There's my website. Everything's backwards here on the screen. MrProductivity.com. Go there. You can get my top five productivity tips for free. You can find out about my brand new digital productivity coaching program, which I'm really excited about. And you can get direct links to the Mark Stuchowski podcast which had the best month ever in September I've ever had. So I'm really stoked about that. So Donna, yes, I'm really excited. Donna, I know you, but people who are watching this live may not know who you are. So who is Donna Fuller and what do you do? So I live in Texas. I live between Austin and Houston. Uh, I live on a 45 acre goat farm. I live in a barn dominium. Uh, I've been married a hundred years. Uh, I live with all my critters. Um, I have no two-legged kids, only four-legged, because they don't talk back. I don't have to put them through college. Um, I'm a certified executive coach, career coach, interviewing specialist. Um, resumes get to the get to the interview, but the interview get to the job. So that's my specialty. I love helping people shine and and uh, you know just uh, capture the attention of the employer, so they look at you and they go, "Oh my God, we cannot live without you." I am also an academic advisor at a junior college in Texas, and I am getting my master's in ag leadership. Wow. I'm a busy gal. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you used to be a comedian. Well, I actually, mm-hmm. I think you're like a Marine. I don't think you ever stopped being a comedian. <laughs> so do anybody ever come up to you and say, hey, uh, Donna, tell me a joke. People do that? Oh, yeah. They think that's hilarious. <laughs> like when you see a doctor, they go, this hurts right here. <laughs> Oh, yeah. All the time. So funny. So we're going through this global zombie apocalypse pandemic. A lot of people lost their jobs. Uh, My wife, Michelle, who, you know, uh, she was in the travel industry. And that's like pretty much shut down now, except for the goofballs over at Disney and Universal. They decided to be open, which I don't think they should have. But that's a that's a topic for another uh, another episode. But a lot of people are you know struggling because. Some people are working from home. Um, some people are going to work and they have all these plastic barriers all over the place. So how can we get a job? I mean, I'm not looking for a job. I love what I do. But the people watching this live, let's say they're struggling. They're trying to find a job. What are some simple things they can do in order to start getting uh, you know, interviews, I guess? Right. Okay. So uh, the first thing I do with my clients is I put them through, I, I help them walk them through a career vision. Okay, if you're not clear about what you want to do, you're going to have a hard time finding what you want to do. And I've done this every time I've looked for a job. And when I write out my career vision, uh, I will get 98%, if not more, of what I'm looking for. So um, I walk people through that. That's super important. It's also important when you're getting into the salary negotiations aspect of the job, when you get that offer, not if, but when you get the offer. If you don't know what's important to you, if you do know what's important to you, you get to you get to negotiate on your best behalf. 
But if you don't know what's important to you, it's just rummaging around in your head, you're going to be more likely to settle for mm. whatever they want to give you. And so I want you to be feel empowered. I want you to know what's important to you so you can negotiate from your best on your best behalf. So career vision is extremely important. I have an acronym, it's career, and I walk, walk people through that. And uh, we write out, we get very clear about it, no matter how far-fetched. Mm, um, that- it's like I'm um, telling the universe, I'm willing, I'm ready, just bring it on. And you will start attracting things that you didn't know were available 24 hours before. And it's just very magical. So that's really cool. I, I love that clarity because I think clarity mm-hmm. is uh, applicable to anybody in any situation, no matter what you're doing in life. And I see so many people walking through in the fog. Mm-hmm. I want a job. What do you want to do? I don't know. I, I, I want, I, 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 you know, my right. biggest thing is I, I camp out on goals a lot. And because I believe, you know, I'm a planner as a productivity mm-hmm. nerd. I'm a planner and people go, well, how do I plan? I'm like, well, let's start with goals. Mm-hmm. What's that got to do with it? Well, you can't plan unless you know what your goals are. Cause you know, cause if you want to go on a trip, then just get your car drive anywhere. But if you want to go specific, like Walt Disney world or Yosemite, you gotta mm-hmm. have a plan. And so I think people, I think they know they need to be clear on any aspect in their life, but I think they, they skip that step. They go, well, I just yeah. want a job. No, what yeah. kind of job do you want? Right. right. What do you want that to look like? Describe what that looks like to you, no matter how far fetched. You, you know, that clarity equals serenity. Mm. And, you know, I did not make that up. I learned that a long time ago. But, <clears throat> you know, it's true. I mean, once you get clear, I, when I work with even students who walk in to the school and they've picked engineering as their degree plan and they can't do math. <laughs> and I'm like, OK, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Why are you picking engineering? Because my mom and dad said so. Yeah. You know, um, so then I walk I, in a little bit. I walk them through, you know, asking some questions to kind of get them to get their own clarity. The same thing with my coaching clients, too. Um, and it's really I had a young guy like yesterday at the school and he was so confused and he just kept saying, I'm so sorry, but I don't know. I'm so sorry, but I don't know what I want to do. So we talked you know, for about 30 minutes. And in the end, we found him a, a new program that utilizes his skills and his strength and his passions. And it was, he, you could see the relief on his face. It was mm. so, it, I, I was just getting goosebumps when it was happening. And, and I, I knew that I could just see his excitement because when he walked in, he was so depressed and so sad, you know, about what he was, what he was thought he had to do. Mm-hmm. And we found him a better fit. And it's, and it happens like that all the time with my clients. So get that clarity, find out what's important. You be willing to write it down and even meditate on it, you know, read it over and over and over again. And you will start meeting the right people. The right uh, jobs will come to you out of the blue. It's extremely magical and it's very, very powerful. You know, it's, uh, you, you made me think of a, a, a woman that reached out to me on LinkedIn and she wanted to be a coder and I'm like, well, that's great. I said, uh, so how much, how much coding do you do every day? She goes, oh, I don't code. I'm like, uh, if you look at the nerds who are coding, they're coding every day, all day long. So if you're not coding right now, it's probably not the career for you. I mean, you got to really want to do it. And if you have no interest to read about it, watch videos on it, try to do it, to your point about the engineering student, what's the point? I, went, I got a bachelor's degree in applied computing. I wasted the years of my life because I don't do anything with that now. I'm a productivity coach. I'm a trainer. But I didn't know that because I thought everyone had to go to college. And nowadays, 
you may not have to go to college. If you want to be a coder, you don't have to go to college. If you want, if I want, I want my doctor to go to college. Don't misunderstand me. I want my lawyer to go to college. But I think people, Simon Sinek talks about the power of why. You better know your why. Why do you want to go spend all this money in college? Because to your point, if you're not clear, then you're just going to be spending money and making the college rich. You need to get clear on where you want to go with life. Yep, yep. And uh, in relation to that and also the COVID part, this is, if there's a silver lining for this COVID stuff, you know, I think it's been a real great opportunity for people to, it's, it's opportunity for reevaluation. Yes. People not being happy in their jobs and, but being complacent, that is the killer. The giant killer is complacency. And then this is a great opportunity to get some certifications or get some training. You don't have to go get another four-year degree or go get a four-year degree, but if there's something that is in demand, um, and you're seeing it in all those job postings over and over and over again. That's what employers are looking for. So keep an eye out for that stuff and take this opportunity to go get some schooling, you know, mm-hmm. whether it's short term, long term, anything that can help you be more valuable in your career. This is the time to do it. Yes. Go for it. Don't binge watch Netflix. Don't watch the news. <laughs> Go and prove yourself. And I think you should, before you start doing that, I think you should figure out what do you want? Right. I mean, that's right. a question you started off by talking about the career vision and clarity. What do you want? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm right. 55 years young mm-hmm. and it took me getting fired from my job in July, 2005 mm-hmm. to start wandering out in the Atlantic ocean with a leaky canoe and no oars. And I started going, okay, what do I want to do? And then finally I w- became a wedding and portrait photographer, which I hated. But the one mm-hmm. thing that came from that is my love for public speaking, which is ironic because when I was in high school and college, I didn't want to speak in front of anybody. Now you can't keep me to shut up as, as a parent to anyone who's ever seen me speak. And then I said, well, I didn't want to speak on photography because I was originally speaking about how to become a better photography a photographer to boost my business. So then I came up with a couple of really silly topics. You probably know about them, but we won't rehash them here. But then one day I'm on the phone with one of my coaches and I was not having a good day. And, and he goes, what's going on? I said, well, I really like training and coaching people and speaking, but I don't know what I should talk about. He goes, well, why don't you talk about productivity? And I'm like, I don't know where that came from, but why would you say that? And he goes, well, you're one of the most productive people I know. And someone else saw that in me. And then the rest, as they say, is history. I'm Mr. Productivity on LinkedIn and all this other stuff. I got MrProductivity.com. And it took someone else saying, hey, you know what? You're really good at this. And I was trying to figure out myself. And sometimes you, you don't try to do it your own. I, even the Lone Ranger, I'm really dating myself, Herb Donna. Even the Lone Ranger <laughs> had time to. Don't say that. <laughs> Get all your references. <laughs> okay. but, but my point is even the Lone Ranger had Tonto. Okay. We, we need other people and they need people like you and people like my coach and say, hey, have you thought about this? Because sometimes when you're in the forest, you can't see the trees. That's right. Especially when you're so scared especially like times like these, you know, you're so scared. It's, it just really just throws water all over your, you know, your ability to be creative and your ability to be productive. Mm -hmm. And, you know, all of a sudden it's three months later and you're sitting, found yourself sitting on the couch eating bonbons, watching Ellen, you know, I mean, that's all you've done. And uh, anyway, so, um, so with the COVID thing, which, which is scary, I think this is a good opportunity to get clear about what you want to do or get somebody to help you get clear about what you want to do. And then, you know, start looking at some education and get that schooling under your belt. So you can be more valuable, feel more valuable, feel more confident. And uh, people will want to hire you because if you go in there all like shut down and yeah, just please hire me, you know, because <laughs> I need a job. 
they're going to, they're going to feel that energy and they're going to see right through it. And they're going to go, no, we want somebody who can get in here, kick ass and take names. Yep. And so let's talk about the interviewing process. Now I have not interviewed. Oh my word. Um, I was fired in July, 2005. I was hired in September, 2001. So it's been almost 20 years since I interviewed. I'm scared to death that this ever thing didn't work out for me. I would be terrified to go out in the workforce because they go, what have you been doing for the last, uh, you know, 15 years, but Mm -hmm. let's say someone's watching this live and they're going, you know, I, I see what Donna is saying, and I got a lot of job interviews coming up, but you know, uh, what do I do? Cause it's a virtual interview. Cause a lot of the interviews are now over zoom or whatever. So mm-hmm. what are some tips that you tell your people that your clients rather that, uh, you know, to prepare for the interview? Cause I know to me, it would be paranoid. I'd be terrified going to an interview right now. Right. So preparation is everything. That's why you don't feel confident when you're in there. You know, you just go in there and you try to wing it and then you mm-hmm. screw it up so mm-hmm. bad. And so a few things that people need to know is it's not about you. Okay. It's about help. It's about spoon feeding the information to them. So you can prove to them that you are going to help them be successful. It's all about them. Mm -hmm. Okay. So um, I, I walk you through that. I walk you through the steps of different ways to make sure that you, you know, everything you can know about that job and about how you can help them be successful. And if, you know, the big pink elephant in the middle of the interview room is, well, why should we hire you? Yeah. You know, but if you can tell them not only what you bring to the table, but how you're going to help them be successful, that's the answer they're looking for. And everybody falls short of the, of the connecting the dots where it's about them. People know most of the time what they can do for somebody. But when you start connecting it and spoon feeding it to them, you know, specifics of what it's going to do for them, that's going to help them you know, that's going to help them be successful. That's the answer that they're looking for. That's why they're going to want to hire you. And I heard, I have a lot of friends who are, do what you do on LinkedIn and they say, you have to stick out. So you better do your research. So you, you better know about the company, about who you're interviewing and stuff like that. I mean, to me, that's just common sense, but I know in this day and age, common sense isn't always common practice. But one of the things that I heard that helps really well and against, I have no firsthand experience on this, but after you get off the interview is to immediately send them a text or an email and thank them for their time and be very specific about what you talked about, because I would gather and verify if this is true. Most people probably don't do that. Probably get off the interview go do something else. Is that, is that correct? Yeah. Um, I usually send a thank you email within six hours after I interview. I have had plenty of people, job seekers or, or that were managers at one point, And they're like, if it's up against two people and one of them doesn't send an, an, a thank you email, the other one's getting the job. Wow. You know, it's that. I mean, it's just, I'm sorry. I was raised on thank you notes. My, mm-hmm. I, was, I was sending those out when I was five for my birthday parties, 10 minutes mm-hmm. after those kids left. My mom yep. raised me well. Yep. And so, um, yeah, so I'm a big believer in that kind of stuff. You can't do handwritten thank you notes anymore because it takes yeah. too long. You can't mail stuff, you know, because it takes too long. So a simple thank you email and putting in there, you know, again, what you bring to the table and how you're going to help them be successful, you know, recapping that a little bit, but being extremely appreciative in your uh, thank you email. Them. Absolutely. Well, we have a question from Aaron. Uh, he says, is the certification for job tasks or communication, especially nonverbal, more important in the interview process? 
Hey there, it's Mark. I just wanted to hop in here real quick to invite you to check out MrProductivity.com to find out how to be coached by me for less than a dollar a day, get my top five productivity tips, and so much more. It all happens over at MrProductivity.com. Give me a sec to process this. Let's see. Is the certification for job task or communication, especially nonverbal, more important in the interview process? If you need more clarification, just say, Aaron, I need more clarification. Aaron, tell me more. I'm not sure what you mean. (laughs) Sorry. Because he's live right now. So, Aaron, put it in the comments and uh, because we want to answer your question. That's what the whole point of doing the live is. He says eye contact, for example. Oh, yeah, that's very important. I mean, this is a first impression. It's very important. And it's also important to keep an eye on their body language, you know, because especially like in an interview at the end, if they're looking at their phone or they're, you know, kind of squirming in their chair or they've stood up to leave the room, they're done. Okay, so you don't have a whole lot more time to do much. But yes, eye contact is huge, huge. Now, what I heard, and again, I'm just, this is what I'm hearing from reading on LinkedIn is again, you have to stick out. So when you go to the interview, one, one of my friends told me if it's like a Monday or a Tuesday, ask them what they, what, in, what thing they did interesting this past weekend. And if it's coming up the weekend, like Thursday, Friday, Hey, what do you got planned this weekend? Cause, cause most people would go hi, And they're going to be really stilted and really frozen. And by you asking more uh, I guess ice breaking questions. It makes you stand out. What are your thoughts on that? Or do you? Just- mm, I don't. I don't do that. I keep it. Well, I guess it depends on how far into the interview process you are. Okay. But I, I keep it very professional. Um, if I think that there is a super huge connection with someone as we've gone through the interview a little bit, then I might get a little more personal with them. Okay. But in the interview process, I don't. I don't ask them what they're doing for the weekend. Uh, not typically. Um, okay. You know, I'll have people that uh, when they're telling doing the tell me about yourself, you know, they'll say, well, I'm a grandmother of five kids, five grandkids. And I like to go to the lake on the weekends. Nothing about that. You keep it professional only. No personal stuff. You don't interject that stuff. That's interesting, because if I was a company that was growing and I was uh, and I was hiring people for my own staff, I would want to be really laid back. I would not. I'd say, don't wear a suit. Don't wear a blouse. Don't wear a dress. Show up in jeans and T-shirt. And we're just going to have a conversation. I wouldn't even do it in the office. I would go someplace if we could go someplace and have a because I want people being relaxed. I don't want people who are uptight. And I remember when I used to interview, that's when you're at your best at the interview. That's not who the, that's not reality. And I know that they have nothing to go on because they don't know you from Adam. But for me, I want to know that I would find try to find a way to find out who this person is really. Now, obviously, I'd go on LinkedIn and Facebook and look at that stuff. But I, I, I like I hate wearing suits. I stopped wearing suits when I spoke three, four years ago because I hated them. And then like, if you want to if you want to learn what's between my ears, don't worry about my wardrobe. I mean, I don't show up in ripped T-shirts and, you know, right. you know, messy jeans, but that's who I select to be. But it's interesting you say that because I heard some some people say it's a good thing to start off a little small talk instead of keeping it professional. Some people say keep it professional. And I guess you just if I was going in an interview, I guess I had to wait. You know, I had to look at the situation because every hiring person is going to be different and you don't know if they're going to be open for that or not. Yeah. You got to really pay attention, but you can maybe do a little small talk before they you get into the tell me about yourself and get into the real interview. But I keep it professional. I mean, I'm still laid back and and con and you know my normal crazy self, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get in and start telling them. And besides, half the time that you know it's illegal to ask to talk about certain things in there anyway. So I just yeah. keep it professional. I think it's safe that way. If I see that there's a super um, 
obvious connection with the person I'm interviewing with, you know, we've just, we've been joking and talking for the last 45 minutes, then I might at the end kind of, you know, jokingly say, you know, so we got any good plans this weekend or something, but I, I don't, I don't do any of that stuff. Okay. Well, you're the professional. Um, question from Janine. I hope I said that right. Hi, Donna. I understood that the no personal, but I could never be proud of be proud of being a single parent, managing a full-time job and raising three kids. What do you say to that? Well, they're not even there. You guys aren't supposed to be talking about kids and stuff in the interviews. What's one of the, like the legal questions they can't ask you. Well, it is in Texas anyway. Um, I, I, I guess if you wanted to, I just think it's professional is the way to go. You know, I think you can save all that other stuff for when you get the job, but it really doesn't have anything to do with, with what you're going to do for them and how you're going to help them be successful. That's just my opinion. Uh, I keep it very professional when I'm in there. And just keep in mind, Janine, that this is Donna's giving her professional opinion. There's no law. You can do whatever you want to do and take the roll the dice. So I can leave the rest, but I'm just telling you what works for me. Well, thank you for your question. Uh, Aaron's got another question. Would an interviewer be offended by questions such as what is the culture at the company? Um, yeah, there's other questions that I ask. I try to do my homework before I get in there. Maybe I might reach out to other people, maybe on LinkedIn. Um, I never ask that question because uh, they're not going to tell you the truth anyway, probably. <laughs> Especially if it's a bad culture, they're certainly not going to tell you the truth. That's just not one of the questions that I typically ask. I have a bunch more that are more effective and get me the information that I need. What about Glassdoor? I hear uh, a lot of people when they're looking for a job, they go to Glassdoor. I guess it's Glassdoor.com or something like that. And I guess there's like anonymous employees from that company. They'll tell you about the true culture. What what do you think? What do you think about going? Because back then when I was, when I was last time I interviewed, there was no such thing as that. I mean, that was, so what do you think about sites like that? Well, they're job boards and that's where a lot of people go to, to find jobs. Um, you know, oh, jo- that's a job board. I thought glass, yeah. glass, glass door was more of a, it's a uh, job board. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's a little more extensive. People can put reviews on there. I think maybe even indeed and all that, uh, they do that too. But, um, uh, I, I, um, I don't pay attention to any of that stuff cause you could have a couple of really disgruntled workers, mm-hmm. you know, with, they have a bad attitude no matter what. Yeah. Um, but if you really want to know, you could connect with someone on LinkedIn and, and say, you know, somebody, the administrative assistant or somebody and say, hey, you know, I'm uh, I've been part of a company wide layoff. I'm I just looking at my options, companies I might be interested in in uh, working for. Can you kind of give me the scoop on what it's like there? What's that culture like? And, uh, you know, that, that's how I, I would go about it. I don't ask that question in an interview. How do you handle, like, let's say you've been out of a job because of COVID, no, no fault of your own. You, you right. lost the job three, right. four, five, six months. Uh, you know, if you were the hiring manager, how would you, it, how would you address that? Because it wasn't your fault. You were living off unemployment. Right. It's super easy, really and truly. People make this such a giant deal. Well, first of all, many employers, I'd say almost most, nobody's asking, why'd you leave your last job? They're really not. They're kind of just assuming that it's COVID related. Okay. <laughs> so that's the good thing. Um, but if somebody were to ask you, why did you leave your last job? You're going to say, I was part of a company-wide layoff. Okay. And they're going to go, oh, okay. And they're going to move on to the next question. Gotcha. Okay. You know, if they press you a little bit more, 
um, you're going to turn around and tell them, well, it was no fault of mine. Um, you know, focus on your strengths that you did. And you can say, you know, I've got about five people that are willing to be my references and say awesome things about me. If you'd like me to give you their names and numbers, I'll be happy to do it. So you can verify that information. You know, I always had problems with references because nobody is going to give a bad reference. You know, it's like, I'm not going to give you my, the, the manager from two years ago that hated my guts. So I always think, you know, <laughs> I understand right. references, but who is going to, who is going to be dumb enough to give a bad reference? Yeah. I don't know, but you know, they can, they can call up the HR department and they can only ask a couple of questions. Right. You can say, is she, is she still hire? Is she rehireable? And if, and if they go, uh, no, with that kind of tone, <laughs> you know, um, or yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> um, you might, you know, but, um, yeah, so uh, that's one of the things uh, I wanted to talk about the COVID thing. What's what the positive side of things that are happening right now? Sure. So you know, May was disaster month with the unemployment rate. It was like thirteen over thirteen percent unemployment, yep. and now uh, I think I looked. Uh, August was down to eight point four, mm-hmm. and you know, twenty as of today, twenty of my job seekers found work this past month. So the employers are starting to post more. Things are kind of relaxing a little bit. I think I think that they've probably had some uh, uh, new quarter um, me- meetings, you know, come to Jesus meetings and and they're getting their plans for the rest of the year. Um, I think things are looking up quite a bit. So, uh, Excellent. yeah, focus on the stuff that you can control because COVID you can't control. Absolutely. But focus on some of that stuff that you can control, like, you know, putting out your resume or tailoring your resume, putting that resume out. Um, so many times a day, um, you know, practicing your interviewing skills, uh, getting really smooth with your interview skills. Because remember, resume gets you the interview, interview gets you the job. Getting creative, thinking outside the box on ways that you can find jobs. Do not let these job boards dictate what's out there and what's not. Mm. Just because you don't see it on Indeed or LinkedIn doesn't mean that it's not out there. Yeah. So um, people just kind of use that as their <laughs> excuse. <laughs> I get it. I well, see it on the job boards. Well, look a little harder. <laughs> yeah, there's a book. Um, it maybe mm-hmm. still be in print. Uh, it used to be called something about a parachute. Uh, some kind of a parachute. Oh, yeah. and, and, parachute. And, and he and he talks about in the book mm-hmm. getting clarity before you look for a job. Know yeah. what you want. Now, obviously, if you lost your job and you got to provide for a family, then you go and get the first job you can while you're still doing this stuff. I don't say unemployed and go homeless. I mean, that we're not, that's not what we're saying, but you got to do what you got to do, but try, you only get one life, you know, don't go to work and be miserable. So Donna is on the LinkedIn's as we call it funny Donna Fuller. And the reason why funny Donna Fuller, I know the inside story. So I'm going to explain it. Number one, she's a comedian at heart, but number two, somebody else rudely took Donna Fuller. I don't know what that's all about. So she (laughs) could be a real estate agent. I think, (laughs) She's probably on LinkedIn. Maybe she's watching this right now. Am I on LinkedIn Live? Um, so, but uh, Donna's the real deal. She's a nice person. I've known her for many, many years. She's a Texan. And unlike me, she got that Texan accent because she said critters. Now, <laughs> let me ask you, how many people outside of Texas say the word critters? Maybe they yeah. do in Tennessee. A lot of people don't say that. But, uh, just like we say fixing down here in Texas. I'm yep. fixing to go to the store. I'm fixing the gr- grill. So, 
Go go look at uh, Donna's uh, LinkedIn profile. Reach out to her, especially if you want some help getting a job. Now she can't guarantee you're going to get a job. That you know, can't do that. But uh, I can I can vouch for Donna. She's a wonderful person, and she's the real deal. So she's not going to steer you wrong. And I think right. if Donna, uh, I don't know if you are the worst human being possible. I think she'd do it really southern polite. But you would know that. <laughs> but you would bless know. Either. <laughs> yeah, bless your heart. Be careful when a southern girl says "bless your heart." That that does not mean what you think it means. So, Don, well, I really appreciate you being on the show. Is there anything else you want to add before we wrap yeah, up? Yeah, you know. So, I have a lot of experience. A uh, lot of experience. You know, I wrote a book on finding your happy work, your happy life. Um, you know, I, I have a lot of experience to speak from. Uh, I I've helped almost 500 people get hired in the past couple of years. Um, you know, I, I'm my goal for you when I work with someone is to help them find something that they just can't wait to jump out of bed and go to work. You know, something that fills their heart, utilizes their strength, utilizes their skills, their passions. You get paid good money to do it. You know, you love going to work every day. That is my goal for you. And so go to my recommendations, look to see what other people have said, read through them on LinkedIn, contact me. If you want to have a little 20 minute visit, we'll talk about a few things and, and hopefully I can help you. We can see if we're a good fit. Um, I, I'm just here to help you be successful because that is what makes me happy. And I can tell you as somebody who wakes up every day, loving what they do, it makes all the difference in the world. Cause I don't worry about the money. I worry about serving people and I can't tell you, Donna, how many times when I work for local businesses, I hated my job. And when you hate your job, you can't be your best version of yourself. No. You can't because you hate the job. That's so good. Donna, thank you so much Thanks, for being Mark. on this LinkedIn live. You gave us a ton of value. We really appreciate you. Everyone who watched, thank you so much. Don't forget to go follow Donna, reach out to her and uh, even just to say hi and thank her for being on the live. So Donna, thank you so much. Bye everybody. And just before we go, don't forget to head on over to my website, mrproductivity.com, M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com. Find out how I can coach you for less than a dollar a day. No joke. And also, you can get my top five productivity tips and so much more. It all happens at mrproductivity.com. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mark Stuchowski Podcast. Until we meet again, my friend, go be productive.